Hey there, you've reached another 10K Saturday. This is our weekly bonus episode. And today, Lulu is talking to actor, musician, and singer, Ross Neal. They're talking about creating music in the time of COVID-19 and some of their favorite board games. Make sure to listen to find out why open carry cocktails aren't as easy as Lulu thinks they are. Enjoy. It's 10K Saturday with Alison and Lulu. Hi, everyone, and welcome to 10K Saturday. I'm Lulu Picard. You've reached a Saturday episode, which means you're going to get a feature or a bonus interview or something like that. On our Wednesdays, we release our full episodes, which are our signature imaginary luxury travel and right now during the quarantine we're doing daily episodes because Allison and I don't have anything else to do but for now I've got Ross Neal with me I'm so excited and it's one of our only and first virtual interviews which I think is going to become a thing yeah oh no oh no now there's a lot of pressure I didn't realize I was the first we've done one before because we've always been concerned about the sound quality so we never asked people to do it from home before, but I knew that you had a setup. But I think this is kind of the way we're going to be doing it for the next couple months because we are in the middle. (laughs) For the foreseeable future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? And I keep saying we're in the middle of it, but then on the news, and if you're listening to this later in life, after this is all over, we are recording in March of 2020, which means this is the COVID-19 quarantine. But on the news, they keep saying 45 days from now, or they'll say 14 days into it. And I don't know when the, when the countdown starts. I don't know what week we're in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess looking at it from the perspective of New York, I'd say we're just now really starting our count, with, even though we haven't gotten uh, you know a uh, shelter in place order or anything yet i would say i started counting on monday yeah uh is when i've started counting then monday the 16th it, it's different yeah, of march yes yeah the 16th when everything shut down when every survival job in new york stopped i was sent home friday uh the week the friday before that and i can't do the math right now guys because i i don't know the 13th oh it was friday the 13th The 13th. it was it was the 13th it was Ooh. friday the 13th Ooh. i was at rehearsal at norwegian studios they held on as long as they could they were doing everything right our temperature was being checked as we entered the building every day and you would get a colored wristband so that you would know you know like i have the red wristband it's tuesday i have the green wristband it's wednesday so they were really trying yeah they were doing what they could to make sure that it wasn't within their population but because of all the travel and the cruise industry and everything we got like sent home sent home friday with Ooh. no pay. No, like, you are paid through today. Goodbye. Oh, Listen, man. it's been crazy. It's wild. Uh, yeah. I. This is insane. Like, no one could have predicted this. No, I mean, even if even if we'd started taking precautions, uh, when the news started coming out of China, if we'd started taking precautions, we could have mitigated it. But it seems like it's just going so fast that it, what really could we have done? Like, as soon as it got here, America has so many people moving all the time. Yeah. Any city, like Miami, or uh, Florida, Orlando, you've got New York, you've got L.A., any place where there's all those people, mm-hmm. it was going to just immediately spread. Like, as soon as it got to New York City, it's kind of like, well, the, the, ga- the game is up. You, you're you going to get it. It's just a matter of time. Just be smart about it. That's really what it's boiled down to just because it goes so fast even there because there are other countries i think that have taken steps faster than we did i think taiwan is the example that everyone's talking about where they granted look this is all second from this is there's zero research that went into this statement however (laughs) uh, what i have heard is that they immediately closed their borders and that they had health officials on every plane going into taiwan almost immediately Mm. i want to say like either late december or early january when the first cases because the first cases oh wow uh came up like late december right is that p.s is that where the 19 comes from is it 2019 or is there something about the virus that is 19 i would Yes, mind you, this is a completely that, this uneducated. Is, this is on brand for the podcast, guess. by the way. Heck yes, heck <laughs> yes, living living our best truths. Probably it's some strain of it, like it's oh. a nineteenth strain, or it might be something to do with maybe like 
<gasps> some part of our DNA is the 19th strain that it's affecting, and that's why it does what it does. That would be my... That got real fancy. I just thought it was the year. I mean, it might be. Once again, completely uneducated. I'm not the doctor in my family. I know nothing. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, if we were writing, like, a science fiction movie, your explanation would be so much cooler. <laughs> that no would one would ever name it. very fancy. No one would ever name it after the year in a science fiction movie. No one would be like, I don't know. What year is it? I don't know. I, it could, if we got another that. Pacific Rim, I could see them doing that. Like, what, what year did the kaiju attack? Oh, it was 2019. All right, kaiju 19 is the name of the disease affecting people. We got this, uh, guys. Can we talk about the movie Pacific Rim and how good it is? It's, it's The first one is amazing. I've not seen the second one. Okay, I didn't see the second one either, but the first one was so surprisingly good. Like yeah, I thought, 100%. I thought I was gonna go see like Rock'em Sock'em, and I was with, I was, I was on for that. I was on board just for Rock'em Sock'em. I, I then, was there for the giant robots fighting giant monsters, and then it's actually good. It's written it's, well. <laughs> like, and the monsters are like real monsters. Oh yeah, I mean, and they've got individual unique designs, different things happening. It's how did that not become like the new action figure for kids? I, I don't know. Like, Idris Elba gives an amazing, basically Independence Day speech in it about yeah. fighting oh, giant and now monsters, we're back. and it's now wild. We're back. He, has, he has COVID. Yep. Idris Elba has the COVID. This Idris is Pacific the Rim. It, it, we're, the kaiju are attacking just they're much smaller than we thought they'd be. <laughs> and instead, they're attacking us internally, not externally. <laughs> That's oh actually gosh. what's happening. It's tr- We've just figured it out. We, you heard it we here first, We solved it guys. all. The yeah. COVID-19 are actually tiny mutant aliens attacking us from space. <laughs> it's fine. How are you doing with the social distancing? I've noticed that you've put some some music up on YouTube from your apartment. Yeah, I have been just really trying to dive into the artistic creative side that I can do from home. I'm very fortunate. I've got a bunch of instruments. I've got my iPad that I can record on, take some videos. So it's that's kind of thing that's keeping me grounded right now. Um, do you live alone? Unfortunately, right now I do, because my roommate lost his job as well thanks to COVID, and I wasn't going to be a giant jerk and say, no, you have to pay me for April. This 24-year-old kid trying to be a performer here, too. I was like, I'm not going to be, give me your money. Go home, but give me money. So, yes, he's back home in Atlanta, and I am... It's kind of nice, because we hadn't talked, so... Like, it would have been fine to be quarantined with him, whatever, but instead I get to be quarantined by myself... Wait a minute. You mean this was this was a roommate you didn't know very well? Yeah, uh, I I do. Oh. I have had very good experiences with living with friends. I've had very bad experiences living with friends. So I'm just kind of of the mindset that I'm good living with strangers, provided like you know they can actually pay the bills and don't seem to be crazy axe murderers. Uh, as long as they're not going to do that, uh, I'm fine living with someone who I just barely see. So yeah, it was someone who like, I'm sure we would have become friends had he had to hang out for the quarantine, because what else are you going to do for two weeks where you can't see anyone but the people you live with? But instead, it's kind of nice, because I could just hang out, I get to watch Netflix, I get to play on my phone and play instruments, and not worry about annoying people. Oh yeah, I love living by myself, I totally get it. But I didn't really think until this minute that in in big cities especially, there are lots of people being quarantined with people they don't actually know well. It's a really interesting, interesting thing that's going to hopefully lead to people being, you know, more open to just other people and be able to talk and be like, hey, what's up? You're setting up like FaceTime moments with your friends and like, how are you staying social? Because you can't go on real dates right now and because you can't go out and see your friends at a bar, I've been trying to do... Netflix just started that new Netflix party thing. So, like, I know I'm going to... I know. I'm very excited Stoked about that. for that. Um, you can still always just do the classic. I've actually got plans to do it tonight. I'm going to uh, time it so a uh, uh, date and I start Frozen 2 at the same time, which will be fun. And we're going to watch Frozen 2 together. It, that's, that's our life now. These are the streaming things we have. But, no, I'm doing that. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing a book club with my family through that, actually slash oh that's cool yeah uh, my mom found there's this book i don't know what it's called but it's the right age for my nephew and niece to read so we're gonna hopefully you know read through that as a family be able to talk with them keep them chill 
keep them from you know annoying their parents too much so that way uh, it'll all be good mm-hmm. i'll probably end up playing some board games with my family through the interwebs as well we play kismet which is a great dice game easy to play oh i don't know that game oh it's fun it's like yahtzee but it's got uh, colored dice as well so you're not just going for you're going for poker hands but you're also going for like matched color hands which is pretty fun oh um have you played pandemic oh my god we used to play it backstage at beauty and the beast yeah, and you know there's an online version. You can do it on your iPad. Everyone can what? download it. What? <gasps> yeah, yeah. That's oh, a real thing. Oh, heck yes. Yeah, you can, heck yes. <laughs> you can play online with other people. Uh, pandemic. I'm a giant board game fan. So, I yes, I will be telling my family about that. Um, D&D has spiked, which is wonderful. What's that one with the trains? Oh, um, yeah, Ticket Ticket to Ride. ride. I love that one. And you can do that one online through iPads as well. Catan as well, which was another big popular game at Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we never used to, oh. played that game. Oh. It looked too Lulu. confusing. It it feels confusing at first. And I will tell yeah. you, as like, uh, if you knew Matt from B&B, he actually went to like conventions to play it against people. And so he was oh. way better than everyone. He was like um, the guy on um, Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch Parks and oh, Rec? Oh, yeah. I and then I've he created not, no. the, the but, board game. Forget. No more. Sorry. Yep. No. Uh, nope. That's it's it, it's on my list for COVID. COVID's got that on my list at least. It's gonna happen. Just don't know when. <laughs> Parks and Rec, you definitely have to binge. That's a good one. And and I will say this with all the love to Amy Poehler and the team. Get through season one, and then season two it like really takes off. But you have to watch season one. That's that's why I've heard my sister has been trying to get me to watch it forever, and she's just like just. She actually even said she was like just she's like just go to season two you'll figure it out from context clues she's like you'll get it. Oh, I think you I think you need to start at season one. Okay, but okay. you know, I, I'll do that. Not I, like you, I got you. Not like you have the time or anything. Yeah, not uh, like. Pff, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Go to work. <laughs> go make some cocktails. Oh my gosh, I know. So we should talk about this because uh, a lot of our listeners are part of the gig economy, but a lot of but others are not, and so I think it's really great for them to know how it's affecting other people and to get other stories so you are an actor we've worked together have we worked together i'm not sure we ever we worked at jason's because we worked at well no no we did we we worked together at uh frozen did we do a show together though i don't know if we did Uh, i'm not sure yeah we've been in each other's circles that's that's fair to say actor circles and we we and, had to have done at least one show there together. You know what? I don't know. I was full time there for only like four months, so it depend. I know you. And I was didn't. only I was only part time. Yeah, I was yeah. I was the overhire. Where they were like, ah, crap, we gotta get. Okay, Ross is on is on property. Let's let's make. Will he do it? I was like, yes, happily. I, I will come say twelve lines and put on a blonde wig for you. Sure. That's when we did the frozen. What's it called? Actually called the frozen sing along. Sing along. Is there another word in it, like adventure I, I, or Maybe. Frozen? I think it had a different name back before they changed out the American yeah. Idol space for it, but I can't remember. So we used to do the Frozen sing-along situation at Disney World, but not at the same time. We think maybe we don't know. And he's super talented. I mean, he does do lots of other roles where he doesn't just have 12 lines every one. <laughs> he has, <laughs> he's done much I went from work. that. I went from that to Henry V, so I, I can handle more text. You know, I, I can go from twelve lines to eight hundred. We're good. We're good. <laughs> what range? You have so right. much range. Um, but your day job, night job, I guess, in the city is in the restaurant industry, in the bar industry. Food and beverage, right? cocktail, cocktail slinging all night. Yeah. So sometimes. where are you? What bar were you at up until last week? Uh, the Owl's Tail, which is a cocktail bar across from the Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side. So from one perspective, really amazingly awesome place to work because so many people are coming all the time to the Beacon in the midst of all of this. On another hand, oh no, all the people are coming to the Beacon. Um, I was talking with, honestly, I was talking with some of the other workers. I'm like, some of them were really worried. I mean, I was worried too, but at the same time, it's just statistically speaking we handled so much glassware and we saw so many people and dealt with so many customers that anyone kind of affected by the beacon i think it's like gebhardt's mm-hmm. beer culture is up there um any of those oh, right. larger spots amsterdam alehouse i would not be shocked if all of those workers in some way had been exposed to covid because we can be asymptomatic a lot of people who do those bartending jobs especially right. the late night ones 
tend to be relatively young and in relatively good health. So they might not show symptoms and they might just be like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Um, but it was, I could tell Friday night, the 13th, we were slow. Cause that was when New York passed the half capacity uh-huh. laws. So we can only have 30, including workers. We can only have 37 people in the bar at a time. Including um, workers. I mean, that's, that's what occupancy is. You know, oh, it, the right. occupancy limits that. Our space was small enough that was actually still a relatively full bar, frankly. Mm-hmm. But you could tell just it was not a lot of people. Saturday night, there were still some people out and about. Then Sunday, I worked the brunch shift and I saw 10 people all day from mm-hmm. 11.30 until 5.30. I saw maybe 10 guests. Wow. Um, As it is today, which is when we're recording is the 18th, restaurants are still open for takeout and delivery in New York, Correct. Yes, restaurants can be. You don't like in the end. We have a small kitchen, and we're mainly uh-huh. a cocktail bar, so we're still closed. In the end, I think for a spot like the Owl's Tail, I can't speak for the owners and managers. Sure, but I doubt it would be profitable even just to send like one of the bartenders in for four hours to make cocktails. We would have to buy to-go containers because we don't have those for drinks because right. it was illegal right, until. Right. New York State adjusted it for this time period, which, what a weird thing that they're willing to be like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you can take a Negroni to go. You're sick. You can take that Negroni home. (laughs) Well, you know, in St. Pete, they did the opposite. One of the first things they did was close down liquor stores. Oh, God, it's going to make people panic more. (laughs) I know. I was like, why would you close down the liquor stores? It's literally people just need to be in their house. Yeah. Um, And in New York, they were like, how about this, guys? We're going to close everything, (laughs) but you can take your alcohol to go. And New York was like, I mean, okay. (laughs) If you're not a restaurant that had that infrastructure already made to go, if you want to try and capitalize on that, you're going to have to buy all new things. Like our sister yeah. restaurant, which is a lovely wine bar, Bin 71, they're going to stay open for to-go stuff because their menu is relatively large and their menu is fantastic. If you live on the Upper West Side, you need a bite to eat, go check it out. I love their food. But I don't know what they're going to do about their wine to-go situation because you, they might not have cups. We don't have any cups to give people to-go. A lot of places don't have that infrastructure built in. Could we start... It, it's both good for the planet and good for the psyche can we just bring our own cups to funnily enough i tried to do that to joe coffee i went to grab coffee before one of the shifts this last week and they wouldn't let me use my own cup anymore they said we'll give you the discount but they said because of the rate that this is spreading our owners have told us that they had to give me their to-go cup that i could then put into my cup interesting but i Am I misunderstanding about, like, why I mean, that would be hygienically worse? I don't understand. I don't understand. Is it because you're handing them your cup I mean, and sh- your cup could be contaminated? Is that why? I think. I don't really know. They just said it was a corporate policy. But, yeah, like, I was kind of like, oh. I was like, okay. So I feel this is what should happen. I think a bar should set up like a sidewalk situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could put your cup from home on a table. He's shaky, shaky, shakies. And then he pours it into your cup yeah. and then you can take it. I mean, yeah, as long as nothing's being touched. But then you also have to deal with, you have to take my stuff back inside to clean it. Unless I just have like a sandy bucket outside. <laughs> weirder things, weirder things in New York have happened. Let's be real. A bucket of sandy sitting on 75th Street wouldn't be... The most shocking thing. It's also not the the grossest Um, thing that I would see in the Upper West Side. So I feel let's just do it. I mean, fair, fair. I will will tell my bosses and we'll see what happens. Okay, so, oh my gosh. You know what's really funny is if I had talked to you seven days ago, this conversation would be completely different. 100%. Because we wouldn't be facing (laughs) (laughs) whatever this this is. The the quarantine quarantine hadn't started happening yet. Like there was a fear of it. But no one had started. Social distancing wasn't a thing still last Wednesday. It was still people crowded. No, we had never heard that term before. That is not a term that was in our vocabulary. And I feel like just even, what's today? Today's Wednesday. And I feel like as even Friday, when they sent us home from work, there were still people that were like, this is crazy. This is mm-hmm. overreaction. This is blah, blah, blah. And then people were throwing oh, yeah. parties. I, of course, am super paranoid. <laughs> I was like, go home. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of like even now I still have 
friends who are traveling from the city and so my parents offered to like help me out get me home to Virginia and I was thinking about it and I was just kind of like I can't I've I've been in contact with so many people I cannot you would be a carrier I, I, I would feel awful yeah I would be I I probably am a carrier and I would feel so terrible if I took public transportation to get home helped spread it and mm-hmm. brought it home to my hometown I was like oh god I was like I can't I know that Meet me personally. I was just like, no. I was like, I've got instruments here. I've got a gaming computer. I've got a TV. I'm I'm good to go. I I can quarantine. My dad, God love him, is always a worrier, and so he was like, you need to go buy more food. So I actually am stocked on food. I'm set. Oh, good. I've got meals to last me for like two weeks. We're set. Which at first I was like, okay, dad. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, good call, dad. Good call. No, I think that was super smart. I came home because I had already come home four times that week mm-hmm. from Tampa. So I was like, well, you guys are already exposed to whatever I've been exposed to. I might as well not go into another airport, another two airports to try to get yeah. home. And also my apartment in Tribeca, I only have a half fridge. I have like a dorm fridge. So mm-hmm. there's no stocking up at my apartment. You know, like, I, I mean, I'm so happy I'm not there by myself. So, because I just need people and my parents have a dog. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the one yeah. thing I wish I'd done is foster a dog before all this started. Okay. So we're going to move on to our 10K5, our five questions. I sent that's... them to you yesterday. I hope you didn't stress out about them. I didn't. Okay, good. That's a good sign. So I'm going to ask you the first one. Are you ready, Ross Neal? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, what is your obsession right now? Honestly, all these live Instagram concerts that are happening. Some of my favorite yeah. bands have been doing it. Bandits on the Run did a dope one that started with one of my favorite songs yesterday. I was like, hell yeah. And just music in general. It sucks being out of a job, but like, it's also been a nice little kick in the butt. Like, I've spent two to three hours playing music every day and watching music, and that's just been so fulfilling to me as a person. No, I've been super obsessed because there's all this great music coming out. Um, Matt Roden just dropped a super dope album. You guys should listen to it if you haven't. Matt Roden from Bo? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I did one of the workshops with him. Uh, his album, I think it's called Live From Home, is Live At Home. Live At Home by Matt Roden. I've been listening to it on repeat for the last two days, three days since it dropped. It's so good. Ross, he is one of the sweetest souls in the history of the universe. Oh, uh, he seems like and it. And his voice is sick. Oh, his voice is so damn sexy. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling all your followers, I'm telling you, go check out this album. Love it. Like, it's wildly good. His guitar playing, I'm just like, oh, I'm so bad, but he's so good. This is great. I just want to listen to it some more. He is so good. Oh, uh, he is. Yeah. And it's just. His album has a lot of just, like, love in it, and he even talks about it. Like, he just wants wants people to love, wants love to be happening, which I think is really important in this time. It's really hard to feel emotionally close while people are socially distant right now. I, I think keeping the love, like, the platonic love, the romantic love, all that stuff that's happening in our lives is super important. And for me as a person, music is a, a huge part of that and so that i've just been wildly obsessed with any and all music i can get my hands on right now that's really cool so i love all the live streaming concerts and we have friends too that are doing it mm-hmm. a lot oh, yeah. just kind of to get it out there you're doing it i am i'm making i mean you're I'm, not streaming streaming you're making videos. yeah I'm making videos right now i'm i'm playing with once i have a full set i might stream something i don't have a lot of original music i have I think one song I wrote five years ago. I do parodies, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll end up doing. Like, I made a Silver Bells parody called "Quarantined" because of all this, and it got the. I thought it was very funny. Thank you. I'm I'm very happy with that. That came together in the midst of like one of the bar shifts where everything was stopping. I was like, well, this is what's about to happen. Better write a song. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think once I get enough stuff together, I might do like a little streamy stream thing for friends. If people want to watch it, they can. But uh, also, might just yeah. keep making a bunch of videos and having fun with that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think that's kind of what we all have to do to stay sane. At the very least, we should all come out of this being better artists. One million percent. <laughs> like, it's like we've all we're all Walden right now. Yes, you know, <laughs> like just 
We are all <laughs> on our own private retreats. Yeah, we're all just stuck. I mean, there's that uh, for the Shakespeare fans out there. People are talking about how they think Shakespeare wrote like King Lear and some of the other really great plays in the midst of plague outbreaks, um, or he wrote some of his best poetry in the midst of all these plague outbreaks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now's the time to go out and make the art. And we're in a, such a cool time in life where your art can instantly be recognized. Like, I, if people don't like yeah. my parodies, that's cool. Uh, as long as one person smiles from it and, and they don't worry for a second, that's all I want, you know? Well, you know, what's funny, too, is that the first industry to be hit, and, of course, there were... Uh, knowing that there are other industries that are being hit as well. But the very, very first one that started to get cut was entertainment. Mm-hmm. You saw gigs being canceled. You saw shows being canceled, rehearsals, all that kind of stuff. And yet, everybody, when they're quarantined, all they want to know is what they can consume. Yeah, it's it's the wildest thing. Artistically. And so I just hope that those people that don't work in the arts and don't work in the restaurant industry realize that what we are peddling, which is art or escape or dinner out of the house mm-hmm. or whatever that is, is kind of what you're craving yeah. when you don't want to have to deal with your own life or deal with when you're you know, when you're stuck kind of inside and, the first place people turn yeah. to are entertainers. Yeah, you know, whether it be it, right. that even means like memers on the internet. Like if a meme makes you smile and makes you forget for a second, Good on that person, like that online webtoon. Like, so just any and all art right now just needs to be supported because it is, it's the thing that's going to get people through this, like that and the people who you can talk to. I I, I hope you're right. I hope people, I hope because America has such a star fetish that we come out of this remembering that just because someone's not a star doesn't mean the entertainment that they're putting out is any less or any less useful to you because. We're in a golden age right now of all this content being put on YouTube, even TikTok. Like, if it entertains you, those are the people who are – they're going to get you through it. They're going to – hopefully it changes the viewpoints of some uh, Americans to make us feel more like the, the European countries where, like, they, they recognize what artists do, I think, in a different way. Right. Uh, that sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's lost because there's so much noise in American entertainment. You are absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I hope it. Absolutely yeah, right. I hope it changes the noise. I hope we see an outpouring of love for all those regional theaters that are really being hit right now. Because uh, it, it's not just Broadway. It's the, every every single theater is there to help make a community better. Yeah, I I sometimes have this existential crisis every, I would say, two and a half years where I think that my because my main um, my main genre is comedy Mm -hmm. that I I go through and I go, oh, my gosh, other people are doing heart surgery and I am doing comedy. You know what I mean? Like or especially if it's a financially difficult year for me and I'll go, why am I doing this when I could be helping people or I could be whatever whatever industry in my head I'm assigning more quality to yeah. in that period of time. And then I always see something like an interview with a heart surgeon or with someone who does something really difficult and stressful, a hospice nurse or something, and they'll say, you know what, when I get home, all I want to do is veg out and watch something funny. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay. Okay. I Okay. I, what I do is important, just in a different way. Exactly. Once again, if it makes people smile and makes people laugh, that is, there's a spiritual welfare that you can't reach other ways. But I'm, I'm with you on the whole. That's a really cool way to put it. Artists have this conversation with themselves often. All the right? time. Like every, anytime you're unemployed, you're like, uh, or if, for instance, you're in a job now, you have a job, which is, well, you had a job where you were, you know, tending bar. And then there's always the option, like, do I advance in this Mm -hmm. because I'm good at this and I have an in in this? Yeah. You know, like, is this, which way should I go? Or should I continue to wake up every morning and go to auditions and then go work at night again and then get up in the morning and go to more auditions? The cycle is exhausting. It is so exhausting. It is yeah. We are the one of the only industries where literally you can go to 40 job interviews in a week and hear nothing back from any of them. Like it's mm-hmm. it's wild. It's uh yeah, that th- that conversation happens so often and it's kind of nice right now I know. being quarantined 
Because instead I was like, well, I'm not a bartender, so I'm just going to make music. I'm going to be the performer because that's who I want to be. And it's what makes me happy? What's going to keep me sane? Yeah. Let's do this. And I, I think in the end, that's probably why we always end up making the choice we do until we inevitably don't. Not inevitably, but until we potentially don't. And that's just because it's if it makes you happy, it's worthwhile, I think. I hope I hope that yeah you know it's no I like that um if it makes you happy it's worthwhile absolutely I think artists in general have made that choice to be fulfilled that way instead of financially Mm -hmm. instead of an easier financial industry oh yeah um and I think that most people don't realize it's a choice you make every day. It's not a choice you made when you were 20 and now you're stuck in it. Artists make that choice every day because every day it's hard. Would you stay in New York not as an actor? Or if you're like, if I'm not going to be an actor, New York's not the place for me. I really don't know. Um, I've been having the talk recently with like a lot of friends how New York is so much more than I thought it would be and yet so much less than what I thought it would be at the same time. <laughs> yeah that's true. like yeah it's it's beautiful and ugly and just toxic and yet so so full of love all at the same time and i love this city on the net i i, I don't know because right now i'm still here to do the grind i'm still here to to live the performing truth and who knows who knows where yeah. the future will lead but for now I'm just always really curious whenever I get to talk to someone in um in an intimate way. So like not not yelling across a restaurant or not, chat, you know, mm-hmm. which honestly, this podcast has been a gift in that sense that I get to have real conversations with people that are focused and are like I I feel like it's very rare that we have conversations with people where we're truly listening to each other and trying to learn about each other so that's something that I've loved from this podcast but I'm always curious about how people really feel about New York because I think that there's a little bit of (laughs) denial oh my gosh when you live in New York that it's awesome (laughs) and then people from home are like what's New York like you're like it's great (laughs) but in reality you have like no money and you're buying toilet paper by the single roll and you know I know that I I knew that I was had been in New York too long I've only been there since 2014 when every time I go to a restaurant now, I'm like, should I take that toilet paper? (laughs) Like, it's just, and it's not because I'm poor. I mean, it's not because I couldn't afford the toilet paper. It's literally because it's so much easier to take it from a restaurant than it is to go to the store. And then I don't have to carry toilet. And I, I, let me also say, I've never done it, but But it crosses my mind every single time. Every single time they've got that toilet paper underneath. And I'm like, ah, I should... You're like, oh, I could no, take that. I, I could. <laughs> that could be my toilet paper. I think that's going to be like the thing. Yeah. The day I take the toilet paper, I need to leave New York. Fair. Like, I yeah. I know. I know that's going to be my hey, toilet that's, paper. Hey, that's a great line to have. You have a very clear line, and it's the toilet paper line. Yeah. That's a good line to have. If you don't have the toilet paper line, you know, what, what are we? We're dogs without horses, to quote John Mulaney. The temptation is high. Always. The temptation is very high. Always. And nothing makes it like, even those big, huge rolls, you know, the ones that <laughs> yeah, fit in yeah. the dispenser. I've thought about it. I'm like, like what kind of bag do I have with me right now? You're like, I could, <laughs> like, that's that's toilet paper for the month. I'm set. I'm set. I'm like, hmm. It's like that single ply. It's not even great toilet paper. Like, I would rather just go to Dwayne Reed and buy the thing. But anyway, that's that's my personal litmus test. Um. All right, we're going to move on to wish list. So, what is your what's on your wish list right now uh, besides more toilet paper? <laughs> always, always. We're out in New York. Um, I, I would love to get like a, a really. I I wouldn't mind upgrading all of my instruments. Um, to a certain extent, and then like oh, that's cool. Yeah, like I do have a really great guitar that I love. Um, I've got, I've got a couple, but like I'm slowly starting to try branching out into doing more things. So like I would love to maybe get a few more pedals and like a true electric guitar because i don't play a lot of electric and i think it'd be fun to kind of start um so like a lot of it would just be for that i think i mean you know then in the opposite side of like in my actual life and practicality i would love to be debt free and i would love to be in like 
New York is a really lonely city. And the biggest way I've felt lonely recently is like I've had a lot of things uh, during the last six months. I've had like a lot of various relationship things implode and I kind of want things that aren't hectic all the time. And part of them have been like from my own just anxiety things because like it's it's great. Like if you are in New York, you can talk to anyone all the time. There's always a bartender willing to listen to your woes. Trust me, I'm one of them. (laughs) But, like, at the same time, like, it's not the same thing as just having someone who's living in the same shit as you. And just, like, who you can be like, hey, I had a really bad day. I'm just going to talk about it to you. And, yeah. I, I don't know. But, like, but finding that's really hard. Well, I think New York is difficult sometimes because there are so many people around and everything is accessible, but intimacy is actually pretty rare. Yeah. And I think juxtaposing that with the sheer amount of humanity around you all the time mm-hmm. can be difficult. 100%. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely fall into that category, too, when I'm in New York. I, I have a love-hate relationship with New York, and I'm very open about it. There are things that I love about it, and there are things that I am not built for. Mm-hmm. But... I'm there because that's where my work is, you know? Yeah. And when I'm working and I'm being fulfilled and I can afford to buy my own toilet paper whenever I want, (laughs) life is great. And then there's the other eight to nine months of the year, which are not that great. And right now, the two to three months supply me emotionally to weather the other nine months. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's only... It, it's but it's hard it's really really hard and i think a lot of people don't talk about that is how lonely the city can be yeah i, I mean yeah you're right when you have work and you have something that fulfills you like that can buoy you through it so so easily but then there's just sometimes like once again i've not i've had some really great callbacks i've been called back for some big stuff but i haven't booked work in a while so i haven't had that kind of sense of buoying and so it's just oh i'm I'm a bartender. Oh, I'm this, which is once again a fine profession. I really love doing. It. I love the people I talk to. But at a certain point, it's just like I'm meeting all these people, and yet it's so hard to find someone who's just like a, a calm, a, a sense of calm and ease. You know, it, it's no, it's weird. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, that's yeah. I I think that that is a common longing is such a stupid word to use for that but it's a common uh need i guess or i i i feel i hear that a lot from people who live in new york and i certainly feel the same way and and people actually this might not even be a new york thing i think right now is probably a really great example because there's a lot of people at home by themselves Mm -hmm. seeing humanity go by on their computer screen yeah so it's kind of parallel where you're sitting alone and you're watching things go by, which is what happens in my New York apartment. Yeah. And you're not a part of it and you can be a part of it, but it's still not quite. It's not quite the, the same. same. It's close. It, it's, you know, it's that it's close. It's close. There's just something about the, it probably is the press of people. I guess in New York, we're like, there are just so many people here. Yeah. And when you finally think you found something that's right, all of a sudden the noise, the same noise that we get like in our artistic lives and all of that can start to push in and make you second guess. Well, is this person that, or am I just, you know, doing my thing? And it's so, it's so, yeah, yeah. it's so weird. I feel like that's kind of part of New York, but maybe it's just part of cities. I, I, I don't know. Um, or maybe it's a part of growing up or maybe it's we don't know true. right because you, you can't compare your life just to the life you're not living exactly and i think there's part of it there's a grass is always greener effect to it too because you, you know it, it just is there's that kind of give and take i've been making the commitment to do that more often with friends like i've gone on i've had just like platonic dates with friends where it's just like let's go hang out and just shoot the shit and it ends up being like eight hours sitting at a bar just playing darts or something talking about anything and nothing that sounds great oh my gosh it's it's really i mean can't do it right now covid um, but yeah. yeah no darts no dart games i know i actually made my commitment 
I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to buy some of my own darts because I like, I'm not good at it. I saw, I saw you post that. I feel you posted yeah. it on Facebook I'm, or something. I'm not, I was like, yeah, man, don't, don't play with those COVID darts. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was just there. I was like, ah, oh. I was like, I was looking at the dart board. And I was like, I want to play darts, but I don't trust them. I need to buy my own. Right. <laughs> I don't know when, but at some You're point, like, just because I enjoy it. And it's. They should have those um, barbicide things like they have okay. at, uh, at hairdressers, <laughs> yeah. like the purple liquid. Yep, literally is, and they just sit in the purple liquid. You pull it out when it's time to play. You're like, here you go. The bad dart. <laughs> it's like wet. the bad dart like holds water so it doesn't throw very well. You're like, ah, oh, I got the shitty waterlog <laughs> dart. No. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, so um, besides buying instruments and upgrading your studio, what would you do with an extra ten thousand um, dollars? Pay off all my debt. <laughs> that's that's the very rational answer. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. That's a good answer. I mean, that's well, and I think it's also. I mean, you probably would have said that a month and a half ago, but now I think now that we have no income, everyone's like, everyone's uh, like, oh my god, debt. What do I uh. do? Um, no, I think, yeah, I yeah. think pay off my debt. If that weren't a question, I would honestly, um, I was talking about this with a friend of mine recently. Like, if I had the money, I would just kind of plan a little trip and go see all my best friends. Like, one of my best friends lives in Minneapolis. And clearly, I won't That's go cool. see him now because, you know, sickness. But I would love to go see him and his girlfriend and, like, hang out with them a little bit. Go down to Florida, see all the friends that I still have down there. Go home to Virginia for a little bit, see all my remaining uh, grandparents and like my family, um, and like go maybe visit uh, while my best child, while my best uh, friends from college in like Atlanta. Like take that ten thousand dollars and yeah. I guess make that kind of plan a connection. Yeah, trip. just like go see them because yeah, going back to what we were talking about, like wish list stuff, like longing for that human connection. Like that's that's a really those are all really special friendships to me i've got special friends in all those places and special family members that i think if you know ten thousand dollars you can plan a heck of a trip mm-hmm. especially right now airline prices <laughs> um, oh i know they're so cheap right so now. cheap it's unbelievable because you shouldn't be taking them they're like like we're gonna try and sell these because we're a company and we're evil but you really shouldn't buy these. But we're gonna make them so. Well, cheap. what's the what's the other option? I mean, they have to like figure something out. Yeah. You know, if you could give ten thousand dollars away, where would you give it? I mean, honestly, right now, if I had that money to give, I'd probably give it to anything like the Actors Fund or anything that's there to help support uh, various gig workers. Um, just because mm-hmm. it's it's a very clear and present thing. Uh, so probably to the actors fund or any gig workers relief there's there's something similar for bartend like not bartenders only but food and beverage people as well right now there's something similar uh mm-hmm. so i think something like that given the current crisis um mm-hmm. i've seen a lot more people who probably have mental issues since moving to new york and i really feel for some of them because some of them come into the bar and then try and get kicked out so they can potentially have the cops call them so they have a the hospital for the night um really yeah like it, it, sometimes it's that um sometimes it's uh there's some people who go and get drunk and then like let their demons get the better of them and then they it, it sucks because they end up being taken to the hospital kept there overnight until they're sober and then just released so i'd probably give money to like mental health funds as well just because that's something that we don't talk about enough in this country and we just kind of sweep under the rug i feel like that would be a really worthwhile cause to give to yeah it doesn't get talked i think it's getting talked about more Mm -hmm. but it's certainly still not normalized as much as i would love for it to be normalized the access is still not quite there so when i my last job that was a real job when i was working at pace Mm -hmm. I asked during the benefits orientation kind of thing. I was like, so what if, What are the, you know, what's the copay for therapy or, or going to a psychiatrist or something? And they said, well, it counts as a specialist, mm. which in your head you're like, okay. Yeah. But the specialist copay is $50. And that's not, that's not accessible. No. On a, on a, if you want to be on a weekly, you know, when I, when I was in therapy, I loved going weekly obviously that wasn't going to be an option on a $50 copay. No. So it's just really difficult. And I think, and the, 
the ironic part is people who don't have health insurance probably really need oh, 100 per- 100% like that's that's exactly who, who needs it because they can't get it and they don't and also sometimes they're not the ones who think about even getting it because it's not ever been an option yeah i mean I, i'm it's it's definitely one of those things that it is becoming more talked about and more normalized but we're just so far off of it, from it as a nation well and i think that this uh, i think there's going to be a lot of conversations about that cropping up oh, post covid absolutely for sure everything after so many people have been cooped up in self isolation there's going to be some real conversations and i think that those will be healthy mm-hmm. to have the better society gets as a whole. The same reason why we're staying inside and staying quarantined right now is the same reason these conversations should happen. We protect those in our society who can't protect themselves and we lift up those who can't lift themselves Mm -hmm. up and it's going to make everyone better. One of the best quotes that I saw about the virus, and I wish I remembered who said it, was self-isolation is an act of love for other people. Exactly. Exactly. It's And I I was like, oh, that hit. I mean, I was already isolated at that time, but I was like, who needs to see this? Who do I need to text this to? Yeah. I mean, and that's <laughs> and that's what it is. It's by staying inside, I'm protecting my neighbors who can't who who can't deal with this virus. Like by mm-hmm. not doing the things that like I would normally want to do, that's who we're protecting and that's right. who we need to protect. It's I mean, it all just comes back to it always comes back to like spreading more love around always like love, love of your fellow people and the choices we make should always kind of be the defining thing. And that's what the self-isolation is right, right. now. Yeah. It not only helps the people that might get sick, but it also helps the healthcare system not be overrun. Exactly. So the more people we can keep well, the better care the people who are sick are going to get for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's, what a time we are yes in, Ross? we are actually living in a history what chapter a like we're not a footnote in history we are legitimately in a history chapter book potentially yeah there's not a lot of times in your life where you go this is going to be something that people will read history books about but this is this is the time this is where it's like oh yeah yeah the, the, the covid <laughs> the covid outbreak of 2020 even if it's not a full chapter i bet it's at the very least like a subheader like from Marine, it has like, to be. just because once again, all these conversations are sparking up. Everyone's working from home now. So clearly we don't just have to do busy work in offices. Everyone's taking school, like not everyone, but a lot of colleges, mm-hmm. online classes, everything, everything's changing yet. Nothing is different. It's a really weird time. Like everything's changing yet. Nothing is different. That's phenomenal. I mean, that's real good. I, I do my it's real good, Ross Neal. I'm I'm aiming for that political career if I go into law. So got got to start the <laughs> quotes really early. Good, got to start them quotes early. <laughs> it's really good. I like it. <laughs> oh, he's got away with words that Ross Neal. I'm voting for him. He didn't say anything of um, meaning, but man. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh, where are we? Oh, yes. What's your happy <laughs> after we've talked about anxiety <laughs> and COVID? It kind of seems no, but this. This is this is what this question is meant for. So, what is something that makes you happy today, Ross Neal? Um, it's it goes back to music, making music, sharing music, listening to music. Uh, that there is something for me, even when I'm in my most anxious of places. Um, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I was going through some really severe anxiety, and what I would have to do sometimes I have to leave the bar and I just have to go sing to myself, like and walk around. Um, that's always kind of been a mm-hmm. thing I've done. I've always been a singer. Just you, you can ask people from college. They've literally known all my life that just I can't stop singing for the most part. I'm like a broken jukebox because mm-hmm. it's not even full songs. It's literally <laughs> snippets of songs. Um, oh, you're the earworm. hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. And it's like weird. It's like not it's not weird stuff. It's musical theater stuff that just gets caught in my head and I'm just start singing. Like all of a sudden you'll just hear Hades down. Like I'm like, la, 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 la. It just, and it'll just, it happens because music and singing and that joy just grounds me in such a primal way that even in the craziest, wildest anxiety, anxiety I've never felt before in my life. That was like throwing me for a wild Mm -hmm. loop. It didn't, like you know it it was it's the difference between spiraling out and spiraling in 
like I'm still not full on centered, but that music was letting me come back closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, even through some really like rough situations. So like just, mm-hmm. just music, music all the time. Like, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome that you both get pleasure from consuming it and creating it. I, I'm very fortunate in that regard. That I get to do both and I get to feel happy doing both. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's going to get you through. Uh, where now, I think that you have been putting stuff on YouTube, but they are unlisted, correct? Uh, some of them so, are unlisted. Quarantined was not. I'm going to start. The second video I made wasn't supposed to be on. Well, it was supposed to be just for my family because they love Aida. So I did a cover of Rodame's letter. Um, <laughs> sure. But Why not? I'm probably just going to start making them public. And if people want to watch, great. If not, okay. They're, they're just they're just to make people smile and hopefully enjoy it. Not looking for validation. That's how, I get it. I get it. So where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at A Ross Neal, A-R-O-S-S-N-E-A-L. Uh, and then on mm-hmm. YouTube, I mean, I've been posting all the clips to my Instagram, so you'll be able to find them there. I want to say... It's probably A Ross Neal on there know. too, but I don't, you don't know. You don't know. I don't what know. Your yeah, is. he doesn't know, guys. I, I don't. I don't. Find him on Instagram. Find me on the Insta. I, I might, like I said, I may end up doing a concert of some stuff in a week or two. We'll we'll see. We'll see how much music I manage to learn in the next two weeks. If if I do a yeah. concert, well, this comes out on this comes out on Saturday. All so right. anytime you want, uh, you're now officially a bay. So that's exciting. A ten k dollar bay. Heck yes. And so anytime that you need to plug something, we're gonna stick that up on the website or on the uh, Facebook page. Well, thank you so much. So everyone keep a lookout for that, of course. And we have links to his Instagram and possibly his YouTube if we can find it in time, which I'm sure we can. Uh, <laughs> are on his ten k Saturday page. So I'll send you a link to that too, Ross. Don't worry. We're not going to leave Perfect. I'll make sure I post you guys. I'll listen to the first few episodes. I'm like, heck yes. We talked about it a while ago. I'm just bad at listening to podcasts because I'm always listening to music. So <laughs> That's okay. All right. So thank you for sitting with me for all this time during our social distancing. It was nice to have a long conversation with someone. It really was. Thank you so much. Um, just, and yeah, keep making the art. Keep spreading the love. I feel like a cheesy gift spread card. Spread the love. But gift card no 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 i think you just figured it out i think it's hashtag spread the love not the virus (laughs) spread the love not the covid (laughs) spread the love not the covid that's it exactly um all right we're gonna stop recording everyone thanks for being here we will see you uh well our big episodes are gonna be a wednesday and saturday but you know what we're gonna have our daily out tomorrow with Uh, info and how we're coping with everything so we will see you then and just a reminder our show notes for our dailies are up on our facebook bay page so if you want links to all the stuff we talk about we're putting those on the bay page links to our regular episodes are on our website we just don't want ash to have to do seventy four thousand blogs a day so we're doing the little ones on the on the facebook page it was great to sit with you ross it's great to Say sit goodbye with you we'll, pre- we'll stop pressing record <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> okay bye bye that was 10k saturday with allison and lulu and don't forget with friends like us who needs amenities